Welcome everybody. Thank you for being here. And uh, we wanna thank you. And also wanna thank you on behalf of the team uh, for all your support this year, for thousands, all the thousands of likes that we received. And we hope that God made major things in your life this year, that they, you experienced major transformations. And as we say in our, in, in, in our church, the River Church in Amsterdam, we always say is, uh, the best is yet to come. And that's what we hope for you as well that the best is yet to come. So continue on this journey with us and we're going to bring you a lot more beautiful things because God is amazing. You know, there's never ending uh, learnings with God. You know, you never finish learning. And I think that that's a great opportunity to be, to continue on this journey and to see the amazing things that he can do in your life. So that's what we want for you. So today um, I want to talk about um, having Jesus as your housemate. So that's what God put in my heart today. And uh, I just wanted to bring that and show you how he actually brings the whole lesson um, together to me, you know, and, and uh, so, so let's start. So before we go into the story, I want to, um, to show you like how he puts all the elements uh, together in that lesson. And one of the things that is important and I also want to invite you is to watch Daniela's video on God has the time and the season in his hands. You know, it's important to understand God's timing. So watch that is very good. And also gives you the understanding as well. Why am I saying what I'm saying, right? So. One of the things is that I find a lot of the times that we try to um, to bring God into our temple. You know, we want the things to happen in our time and we want the things to happen, uh, you know, that, that we think that he operates in the timing on the temple that we operate and everything is really rushed. And, you know, and we think, oh, I have to do this fast. Or, you know, it's like, why are things are not happening in the way that I expect? And, you know, like, why is God not answering? And I think that's a really good opportunity for us to take the time and to really kind of listen you know one of the things that I, is is very nice and that jesus repeats throughout um in in uh he always says like for people that have ears to hear and eyes to see and it's also about like you're taking that time to see how god operates in your life and how he actually orchestrates all the events in our lives you know for all the events around us but if we are on that busy schedule and we don't have time to listen to him and see how he brings it all together then we miss out on amazing things that he does you know in our lives so um so yesterday, how this story came about um, was that I went out and I had a, a beautiful walk, and I also went and and I also said to God, "Is like God, I want to also like." bring the gospel you know to the people it's the end of the year it's my favorite like one of my favorite times of the year is Christmas and it's one of my favorite times because um I think this time of the year people are much more open they are much more um loving they're much more compassionate you know it's like the grace of god is like is the love of god is floating around the love of god is in the air right <laughs> to be very cliche so the love of god is in the air like people are more prone to be to show acts of kindness they're more prone to help others they are more you know you just see all these beautiful acts of kindness happening everywhere and it's just a beautiful time and i wish that it was not only at christmas that throughout the year that you would have experienced and we do in a lot of places but it's just like a christmas which is like this everywhere right and it's just beautiful so i went out yesterday and 
and I had this beautiful walk and it was like nature was gorgeous. And I came across some people that I had the honor to bring the gospel to them. And also we, I prayed uh, with some of them. They have given their lives to Christ, which is amazing. And, uh, and some of the people I want to mention their story so that I can bring it all together to you. Why I want to talk about Jesus as your housemate, how God brought me that story, right? So the first person I want to talk about was a gentleman called D. That was his name. Um, oh, he gave me that name. Uh, and also I want to protect people's um, privacy anyway. But um, so uh, we were there talking and, and he's a believer as well, which was already nice. And, but he was, um, so he was mentioning about like the gods uh, created evil and stuff like that. And I had to kind of show to him that that's not, that's not correct. Um, God, everything that God created was good, you know, and if you see in, in the book of Genesis, he always says like in the end of the day, you know, when you finish creating the sun, the moon and all those things, and he always said at the end of each day and everything that he, he created, it was good. So I think it's important to also understand that, you know, evil and um, and diseases and all those things don't come from God, but come from, from the enemy. And I think when God creates another thing is that God created us with, with as, as his image, like he, you know, uh, we have abilities to, to co-create, you know, uh, he gave us, um, he basically, it was a major, it's a major risk because if you create someone in your likeness, they have certain powers and abilities and they might not use it for good. And that's exactly what happened. And so, but because he's the God of love and he's a God of freedom, he couldn't, he didn't want to create robots, which is what we spent time doing in AI, but he wanted to create, he created humans. And that was like the highest point of his creation, you know, um, especially like you see a lot of Psalms of David saying like, you know, what is, what is the, the son of men to you? What are, are the children of men to you? Why are you so, you know, the, he asked, father you know why are we so important to him you know and yes i mean it is it's an amazing creation god is amazing in everything we do in he what he does sorry not everything we do everything he does um it's about us being able to use that um that power and 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 that likeness to god to actually do the right thing and so that's what I was trying to talk to, to Dee about. And I was saying to him, um, you know, let's not, uh, he could not, he, he, because he's the God of freedom, he doesn't want to create, he, he doesn't want us to follow a certain, he gives us the liberty to choose. He, he gave us free will. And what we're gonna do with a free will, it's something else. So, and he was talking about, and he also mentioned like the plagues and stuff. And I said, you know, if it's not, he said, oh, but God allowed the plagues to come and stuff, you know. And I said, well, if God allows is one thing, but he didn't, you know, he is, God is just and God is fair, you know. God is like, he can, you know, he's not going to let iniquity and, and sin go, um, go unpunished because that's not God. But he does, though. He gives us time to be able to come back to him. So that in that way, he's very patient and he's very merciful. But it doesn't mean that, you, you, you know, the people that are doing the wrong stuff is going to be able to, to carry, um, to just carry on without any, any, um, any punishment, right? Because then God wouldn't be just, God wouldn't be fair. And that's not 
what God is. So the passage that it, that I that it came to me was Second Corinthians four sixteen, and I just want to share with you is therefore we do not lose hearts. Yeah, even though our outward man is perishing, yet the inward man is being renewed day by day. So despite all the things that are happening around us and so forth, we don't lose heart, you know, because God is, you know, when you live with God, it's a different story. You know, it's what it looks like on the outside is not what is actually happening on the inside. And that's why it ties up also with the story of Jesus as your housemates, which we're going to get there. And so that was the story of D. So the second story was, um, it was a friend of mine and she, um, actually, let me tell you the story about this other person first and then I'll tie up her story. So there was the story of Michael. And Michael, he was saying, um, as I was talking to him about the gospel and talking to him about God and so forth, he's um, take on the whole thing was like, well, I want to believe. Um, first of all, he didn't want to really, he didn't really think about where he wants to spend eternity. And I was just saying to him, there's only two places for it to spend eternity is with God or without him. And one place is, is nice and the other place is terribly not nice. And and he said, well, I haven't really thought about that. And I thought, well, it's very important for us to think about, you know, uh, what are you, you know, if anything happened to you today, where, where are you going to spend your eternity? I know I want to spend it with God. So, and he said, well, because I don't, um, he was more saying like, he doesn't really believe in, in, in the eternity in that way. And he likes to believe other things and it's okay. People are entitled to, to their opinion, but having your opinion doesn't necessarily change the facts it doesn't change the truth you know it's like uh like we don't see electricity but we press the, the the switch and the light comes on but if i say oh i want my light to come out pink will it come out pink because i want to no so um it's important that we don't that we get knowledge that we become you know because in I'll, I'll share with this passage with you like in hosea Four six, um, it says, "My people are destroyed for lack of knowledge. Because you have rejected knowledge, I will also reject you from being a priest for me." So, but the most, like the, the part that I want to bring to you is that my people are destroyed for lack of knowledge. So, just because you don't, um, you you don't want to believe in certain things, it doesn't make that thing be the way you want it to be. You know, so it's very important that you go after knowledge. And what I said to Michael is, Michael, get to know God first, get to know him in his word, get to know, get to see what he says. And then after you have that information, then you can make your mind up about what it is that you want to believe. But it's like choosing to believe something without having all the information together. It might be a little bit foolish, you know, because otherwise you're, you're just you know, putting in your head something you want to believe, but that's not, it's like me, you know, I, I want to have a million euros in my accounts. Does it make it so? If I don't do anything about it, I want to believe, is the money going to be there? Let me check. 
So let's just be a little bit more like food on the ground, get the Bible, read the Bible, get to know God, and then you can make your mind up. And then you can say, okay, I want to be, I want to follow you. And, but you have the choice. God never forced anybody. He doesn't come into your door and say, let me in and I'm going to live here. And that's it. No, he doesn't. He does. He only comes into your life when you actually invite him in. So get to know him. So people say, oh, I don't want to know because he does this and that's like, a lot of people just have like borrowed information, you know, they, they hear other people say, and then they just borrow that and they, they adopt that into their idea of what they think, you know, they, they adopt their, the notions of someone else without having their own um, experience on it, you know, uh, for instance, like people don't, they try to follow like, oh, I don't believe God because so-and-so said so, or because one person wrote a book and said that God doesn't exist. It's like, well, it might not exist to that person, but to me, he exists because I have an experience with him. So how are you going to explain that? Well, it doesn't exist to you because you never invited him to your life. So obviously, it's almost as if it doesn't exist for you because you, you don't want to believe in him. But that doesn't mean that if you don't want to believe in him, doesn't mean that he stops existing. Just because somebody doesn't know me and he says, is he going to say, oh, rocks doesn't exist? Well, I might not exist in his world, but I exist whether that person knows me or not. And it's the same thing for God. You might not know God, but it doesn't mean he doesn't exist. So this is what I'm saying. Like, let's not destroy ourselves because we don't have the knowledge because we're not willing to go and get our own information, our own experience. Let's not be like herd mentality. We follow everybody else because everybody else is doing that. But why are they doing it? Why everybody else is going in that direction? Ask yourself, you know, like we need to have a little bit of a critical um, a critical thinking in the sense of like, let's check our motivation. Let's check our drives. Like, I'm not just going to follow everybody because I don't want to be the one like that stands out. No, I want to be the one that stands out because at the end of the day, it's about my salvation. The hurt cannot take me to heaven. You know, it's God can take me to heaven. It's only Jesus that can take me to heaven. Everybody else can go and fall in the pit, but I don't want to go there. So I don't want to be like everybody else because everybody else is going in a direction that is actually not going to save me so have that ability to think better for yourself you know it's very important that you just don't go with the flow just because everybody else is going yeah so that's the story of michael now let me have a sip of my tea then the other piece of the story was i was like checking facebook and then i saw a post from a friend of mine and in the post, it said something like, I think it was quite a, a big statement. I think somebody must have upset or somebody else or whatever. So in the post, it said something like, um, let me see, I made a note of it. And it said, don't ever allow anybody to come and go in, in and out of your life as they please. Like, don't give the liberty for people to go in and out of your life as they please. And I thought, wow, you know, I wonder who upset you. Um, but in any case, um, I responded. I said, well, I'm glad God doesn't think like that. Because if he said, like, you can't, uh, you've had your chance and that's it. We'll all be lost forever, you know. So I just said it to her. And she's like, yeah, but that's why he's God. And I thought, well, yes. But it's not just like, then it creates a separation where God is like that and I am human and I'm not that special at all. And I don't have that power or I don't have that ability or I'm, you know, uh, in the world, we do it this way. And 
I was just saying to her, like, yes, that is God. And the reason why God does that is because he's teaching us that we need to do the same. You know, like he's teaching us that um, I'm not going to like not have any. Um, I need to be able to have compassion and forgiveness in my heart, basically. But I think the overall, when I talked to her, she was more like, you know, I'm just like having a hard time here because I sometimes she says I would get annoyed with God because he lets all these things happen to me and and so and it's very hard and so so you know it's like of course she said I forgive people but it sometimes it's very hard and it really tests you and you know and and I think it's important that we have an understanding like when you when you follow God, it doesn't mean that you're not going to have any trials. What it means is that you're able to deal with the trials without having to lose your peace. And, and, and if you don't follow God, some people have the wrong impression that when you are, you know, uh, with God, that there is no more problems. No, this will happen that's when you're in paradise. Right now, living in this world, we will have problems. You know, that's what God said. As Jesus said that when you come, when you come to this life, you're going to have troubles. You're going to have trials. But what he does when you live with him is that you don't face the trials alone. And he doesn't let anybody, he doesn't let, um, he can help you through those trials. You don't go through it alone, like I said, but you also don't lose your peace in the process. So that's amazing. So it's like, yes, you see, it's like when he, when he was talking in that passage where he comes the storm. So everybody else is like explaining, he's like, father, father, you know, master, aren't you worried that we're going to like all drown and die here and everything and you're there sleeping and so forth. And he's like, guys, don't you have any faith? What's going on? You know? And you just tell the storm, like, be still, peace, be still. And then the storm passes. So what he's saying is like, yes, there will be storms. Yes, you're going to go through trials, but you don't have to lose your peace over it. You just have to have faith and understand. And then you give you the, 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 the tools you need. It will give you the strength that you need. It will give you the understanding. What is it that I have to learn from this? What is this that I can, how can I do better in this? Or how can I deal with that person? How can I deal with that situation without having to, you know, pull my hair out over it? And that's what God offers. You know, he cannot just simply take you out of the situation, put you in a glass dome and uh, you protect it and nothing happens to you. That's not what he's, that's not what the journey with him is about. Because if you read the New Testament, you see that all the, the disciples offered, uh, suffered a lot of persecution. So it's not because that once you follow him that you're not going to have any persecution. And yes, you will have, but you can do it like Stephen, you know, looking to heaven and seeing God. And it's like, it doesn't matter because, you know, it's like Paul said, you know, to, to, to live is Christ and to die is gain. So in whatever, whatever is happening, you have the joy, you have the, you, you have the, the gift, the treasure, you have him and that's it, you know? So I just want to share like a passage that came to me for that, that father put in my heart. It's like, yes, we are hard pressed, you know, the second Corinthians four, eight, we are hard pressed on every side, yet not crushed. We are perplexed but not in despair. And that's exactly how it goes. You know, you can have all these trials, but with him, it's like, I can do this because you don't do it on your strength. You do it on his strength. And that's the secret, you know? So 
but in the end, I called this friend of mine after she wrote this and we we're talking and so forth. And, um, and then we talked about, um, oh yeah, there's a passage that I wanna share as well. Let's go to uh, Ephesians, let's see here. So yeah, so when I saw, like I was talk, called her and to tell her about um, the forgiveness, you know, of God, like uh, allowing people to come back into your life. Of course, you, you need to see like, is uh, you don't want people that are going to be that you know that are upsetting you or people that you're not equally yoked like says in the bible you know it's like some people are negative so it's like you have to have discernment but god can give you the discernment that's why when you are with him then you have the discernment uh he gives you the discernment like who you should have in your life you know and then you're not uh, totally vulnerable to all the things that are happening in the world. But it also means that you're not so uh, hard-hearted that you don't have any forgiveness in you. It's like, you can forgive people. You might not want to, um, I'm not going to carry that, that um, what do you mean, like the hatred, or I'm not going to carry um, sorrow. I'm not going to carry resentment around. I will forgive them. I might not hang out with those people, but it doesn't mean that if I see them, I'm not going to talk, you know, it's like, it's not like that, but I know the people that I want to have around me. And I want to have people that are like, that are just in love with God as I am, that, you know, wants to do the right thing. So I'm not going to go hang around with people that are not doing that, you know, but it doesn't mean that I don't have the people that hurt me. doesn't mean that I don't have the heart to forgive them. Totally. So I just, you know, that's the important thing. So here in Ephesians 4, 32, it says, be kind to one another, tenderhearted, forgiving one another, even as God in Christ forgave you. So, you know, we received forgiveness. I mean, we're all, like it says, we're all sinners. We were all sinners and we all make mistakes, you know? And it's, it was the way that we got redeemed. It was through Christ. And it doesn't mean that we carry on uh, being sinners, it doesn't mean that we carry on hurting others or doing the things in the wrong way. It just means that, you know, you have to kind of live your life more according to the way that he uh, left the example. And God is righteousness, you know, that's beautiful. It's, my, it's, I, I, it's what I live for. He's, I just, I love righteousness. I love, I love what is, uh, I think that uh, Philippians uh, for us, like, what is noble, what is most beautiful what is admirable you know that's the kind of thing that i set my eyes on because i think you know everything is with god everything is just it's fair it's just what is not to like about that what is not to like about honesty what is not to like about integrity what is not to like about respect what is not to like about you know um integrity i don't even know if i already said that all the things that are right what is not to like about somebody that is upright you know, like we see so many things wrong in the world. Don't get me started because I'm not here to talk bad about the stuff. I'm not here to complain because really I don't have time for that. And that's why I rather focus on the good stuff. And, you know, and that's the things that I focus on. So if I'm, I'm not going to be surrounding myself with people that don't actually reflect those things that I admire. But it doesn't mean that I'm, I'm going to get angry or, or, or I'm not going to go and uh, post things, which is not also not according to what God says, you know? So yes, I will be forgiving, but it doesn't mean that I have to let you, you know, keep upsetting me. So I'm just going to tell you, hey, look, don't really like that. I forgive you, but let it be the last time. Yeah, great. And so, and then I told my friends, like, there is a way that you can live 
that you're not at the mercy um, of people like this. You're not at the mercy of the world. You're not at the mercy that you're thrown about like, you know, you're like bamboo in a wind. You're going there and there and you never know what's coming and what's gonna hit you and what's gonna, you know, you never know how long, how long you can hold that little sense of peace that you have and, you know, or, or that you're always having to worry um, to defend your little, your peace, you know, because then you're, you're always like, you're dealing with, um, with enemies that you don't know where they're coming from and that's like living in a world for me it's like as, as i remember it's like you're constantly on guard you're constantly watching to see you know to to be kind of like the attention and you know awareness like okay uh, is this okay here and the people and the people you're dealing with and you know you just never know when it's coming you always have to kind of be doing that on your own and it's it was just so tiring really tiring really exhausting to live like that you know and she said okay so I said you know for me I found what I was looking for I found my purpose and um my purpose was to find God and I found God and even though I seek I seek I sought God in all the wrong places before. In the end, I eventually came to him and it was just like, and he was standing there right in front of my face. And I just went around the world looking for God and he was there like all over the world. And I'm here, I'm like, oh my goodness. I, I knew you were so close. I would never, anyway, but the, the good thing is that God can turn everything for good. So all the mistakes I've made and all the, all the bad stuff and all this, all the pain, all the cries, all the tears, you know, everything becomes a lesson. Everything becomes something that I can use now with my life to help other people, to help myself, doesn't, for every circumstance. So it was good. But the good thing is what I said to her was like, you can have a life that is peaceful, that you can be like Jesus in the storm be still, <laughs> peace, be still, stop. And that's okay. It's like, you can see happening. You can see, you know, people trying to take your peace and you're just like, it doesn't affect you. You know, it's, it doesn't, it, it just goes like through here and out here, you know, it's just like, it's not important. <clears throat> and so, um, and she said, how did you do that? And I said, of course, first you need to invite God into your life. So it's through salvation, right? Um, and I will do the prayer of salvation at the end. So if you really want to come and, and have a life with peace and joy, I totally invite you. And of course, baptism and so forth, you know, you go through the, through the, 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 the steps, right? And I want to share with you this part here. So the encounter, and then the, and then this is the passage like 2 Corinthians 13, 14, the grace of the Lord Jesus Christ and the love of God and the communion of the Holy Spirit be with you all. Amen. I mean, if you have that, that's just like, that's cloud nine, really. For the spirit, that's like, you live every day in cloud nine with Jesus and the Holy Spirit and God. You know, it's just amazing. It's like, every day is a joy. You look around and you're happy. And you look around, it's not the surplus, not your bank account. It's not the corona, it's not the pandemics, not the lies, it's not, it's, you know, these things, you, you focus on God and that's it. You focus on the things that you don't see. You focus on him, you focus on his love and then you're able to have joy every day of your life. I promise you that. 
it's not to say that I don't go through trials. Of course, I do every day, but I do it with a smile on my face and I don't, and I don't force it. I just feel happy. I am happy because my happiness does not depend on my circumstances. My joy comes from him and that's my strength, you know? So I said to her, like, invite him into your life. And that's the first thing we do when we invite him. And then when we do the prayer of salvation, then the spirit of God comes to live in us. Yeah. And, uh, and that's when we come now to the message, like, to the part of the story. It's like, And then I was reflecting this morning about what I was talking to her and stuff. And then it was like, what is it like? And then God put this idea, you know, then God put this idea in my head. It was like, it's like having a housemate. Yeah. So when you invite this, when you invite God into your life and his spirit comes to live in you, so it is you and him living under the same roof. And this roof is your body, okay? It's this life. And you can live with him as just a roommate, like somebody that shares the space. And then sometimes you interact and you give him a little bit of attention, but you carry on doing the things that you do. And every now and then you remember he's there and every now or you, you remember that he's there when you really need, when you're like, you're panicking, oh, I really need some help. Like I, I'm broke this month or whatever, or, oh, I really need your help and I'm, I'm sick or somebody's sick or, you know, whatever the circumstances, I need a job or I need this or my boyfriend hurt me or I don't know. So, and you're going to remember that he's there and then, when, you know, then you can sit down in your couch in your living room where you share that space and you can just be the friend and, you know, and have a chat. And he will help you in the time. But then when everything is good, you kind of go back to sharing the place, but not really interacting. That's one way of living with it. The other way of living with him in the same place is to really become his friend. And that is when you have joy, because when you basically, I said, you know what, you can have this house, this house is all yours, I'm going to live it, and I'm going to do everything that you say, and I'm going to, I just want to learn everything about you, you're going to be my best friend, you're my best friend, and I'm going to put you first in all, in everything in my life. I'm going to put you first. So the first thing I'll do is I want to sit down with my friends. Let's have a cup of tea on the couch. And you tell me everything about you. And I will read your book because that says stuff. And then I'm going to talk to you. I'm going to listen to you. I'm going to follow the things you said. And I'm going to follow your example. And, and then life. I have no words to describe, really. I have no words to describe. So this is... This is how you need to, to see what it is to have Jesus in your life and, and having his spirit in you. It's like, how much of your life are you gonna spend being friends with him? Because you're gonna, you're living under the same roof, you know? So I have this passage here, 2 Corinthians 6, 19. Or do you not know that your body is the temple of the Holy Spirit who is in you, whom you have from God and you are not your own? So I can choose to live 
in in the same space with God because that's and continue living my life and trying to fit him in in certain aspects, which that is the difference that I make between people that say I believe and I follow because you can believe in God and do your own thing or you can follow and follow what he says and live a life with him. And that is the life that I guarantee you that when you follow, your life changes. When you follow, you experience storms and you don't crumble. You experience trials and it, it doesn't affect you because you have your strength is in him. You make him your refuge. He is your rock, you know? He is your foundation. So you, you put him as your priority and then life changes. Then you have, you have the best of the best. You know what I mean? Then, life, then God can give you joy on a daily basis because your, your, your circumstances do not determine the quality of your life. And that's it. So this is, and I just want to bring a, a really nice and second scripture that I, I put here as a difference between a follower and a believer is, um, Second Corinthians 13, 5, and it says, examine yourselves as to whether you are in the faith. Test yourselves. Do, not, um, do you not know yourselves that Jesus Christ is in you unless indeed you are disqualified? So, you know, if you want to, you have to choose what kind of life you want to have. Do you just want to believe in him like be lukewarm about him? Because he knows what he does with lukewarm people. He doesn't really, he, he spits them out, you know? Um, you are either with him, but you, you, of course, you can continue living like that. But when it comes at the end of the day, if you continue living a lukewarm life with him, it's not going to be for very long, I guarantee you that, because he's not going to, he's, he wants to have a friendship with you. He loves you and he really wants to be part of your life. He wants to be your friend, you know? Uh, so if you don't really want to be his friend, and they'll get to a point that you're not going to feel his presence anymore. It's like he moved out. Um, you kind of like, you know, um, yeah, you force him to move out, to not, to not bother you anymore. Then you just like people, you know, when you live with people that you don't really dig and you just like see them in the morning, see them in the afternoon, everybody goes into their own room, nobody talks. And you sometimes you say hi and sometimes you don't even say hi. You know, it's a bit like that. <clears throat> and I don't think that that's the relationship you want to have with God, right? That's not, uh, you know, if you want to have a life that the trials uh, that you face, 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 <laughs> face in life does not bother you, then I totally recommend that the housemate, Jesus as your housemate, make him the, your best friend, make him your landlord, make him like the first priority, make him like, you know, you're like BFF forever. And then life is a joy, I promise you, you know? And then it's in this spirit that I want to live right now. And uh, thank you for watching. I want to wish you a fantastic Christmas and, you know, make some changes next year, you know, like let's try like the, the biggest resolution that we should have in the new year is like, okay, um, I'm going to have a reflective moment about 
how my year went, all the things that didn't work. And I'm going to put Jesus as my priority. I'm going to put Jesus number one. And I'm going to rock this book. So I want to see all the good things coming to my life. Like we say in our church, you know, the best is yet to come. So I want to see the best coming to my life. So remember, put Jesus as number one in your life and your life will change forever. Okay, God bless you. I love you. Stay tuned. Bye.